Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of Pull Up with Miles and Owen. I am Owen Pence. You're about to hear Miles Ehrlich, my wonderful podcast co-host. And we're so excited today. I, I went to sleep excited last night, woke up excited. Our guest today is someone who is, you know, one of the reasons why we wanted to start this podcast is to have conversations like this. Um, our guest, I mean, the, the bio just continues to grow. Uh, it's it's truly remarkable. A member of the committee, you can find her on the Monday night Twitter spaces on the WNBA account, along with a bunch of legends. Uh, recently got flowers from Cheryl Swoops, the GOAT. She's the founder of one of the best TikToks in women's basketball. And now we've got the Big Low merch store, uh, which we will drop the link for later. So go buy that merch. Lauren Dreer, Big Low, welcome to the show. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? That intro was dope. I need you to like follow me around and do that. Everything. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I wish I was no, also I, I would happily accept. That's mostly why I hang around with Owen because every time I walk into a room for an intro, he just gasses me up and it feels great. Yeah, I love that. That was good. So we're gonna jump right into it. And you know, All-Star Weekend is about to be here this weekend. Uh we got a couple mm -hmm. more days of games. But it felt proper to start with the player who I think we've been talking about a lot we've been talking about for years um but it feels like finally you know things are happening where people are like oh they're actually starting to realize how great she she is and she has been for many, many years and of course right. that's a boston um so I, i'm curious because you know asia wilson went to south carolina comes into the yeah. league in 2018 and plays basically the same position as Aaliyah. and so a lot of people, you know, mention and invoke Asia when talking about Aaliyah. And we love that. But I wanted to ask you, what do you think makes Aaliyah unique in her own right? What makes her special? Ooh, Aaliyah is just, first of all, their games are completely different. You know, like they're playing the same position, but Aaliyah is physical. She does not mind at all. And I think that has been her strength. But it's Asia a little bit, she kind of shied away from that physicality. Aaliyah's just like, I don't care, like, bring it. As long as it's legal, I'm good. And I think that's what makes Aaliyah her own her own person. And with Aaliyah, she just, she's just so kind. Like, she just, her personality is just perfect. Like, she's just a such a sweet girl. And she, she just doesn't get rattled. And I love it. I love her. I love her. I've been a fan of Aaliyah, obviously, for years now, but getting to talk to her a couple of times at the W level, because I don't cover college, I've just mm -hmm. been, you know, it's everything that we've seen on TV, or we started to see on TV after the narrative was forced to shift a little bit, which is obviously a, a conversation that we've had a bunch at this point, but right. just her endless positivity and kindness and, mm -hmm. and just every single game is hanging to to sign things for young fans and to take pictures and it feels like she's like working her way around the arena until there's nobody left every single night mm -hmm. and the the level of not every player comes into this league and i don't think that everybody has to be a role model right like it's right, right, we right. put that onto them but to be a superstar from day one to be an all-star starting in this as a rookie but then to also put it 
on herself to say like i am going to be this influence it's it's just incredible to watch and i'm just so glad that like she has cleared every bar that even like it would have been fair to have expectations with a ceiling because rookies don't do what she's doing this season and Aliyah's just yeah clearing it she's just all around i think some people are really good basketball players some people have really good person personalities Aaliyah's just all that she's just i mean stars sometimes are just born and i'm just gonna say it and Aaliyah was just born to be a star period that's it that's all I love that, which is why, which is why it was just so ludicrous. This idea that she would not be marketable, like, come on, it checks it's, every single uh, box. It's, it's just, it's just, you know, people don't want to work hard when it's, it's easy when somebody's, uh, uh, you know, we have this beauty standard. It's easy when somebody fits in that box. It's easy when somebody is of a certain, you know, shade or a certain tone or a certain race, even in that regard, but. You didn't want to, it might, it might take a little bit more to pop Aaliyah up. You know what I mean? I just think it's just lazy. And you just, don't get me started, y'all. You know, I can go on and on and on. <laughs> it's it's lazy. And it's also, it's like, it's, it. I, I'm glad you said it like that because, you know, in, in talking about what makes Aaliyah unique as a basketball player, it is that she does not shy away from physicality, that she works so hard. Miles and I were talking about this before the podcast because there's obviously been a lot of talk recently about uh, the fact that Aaliyah has come into the league and is immediately one of the 10 best players in the league. And she is not immediately, immediately like just no question, uh, going up against the best players in the world at the most stacked position in the world. Like yeah, imagine yeah. just graduating from college and then it's just, oh, okay, now I'm guarding Brittany Griner. Cool. Like whatever. Um, but she, she is working so hard in the interior to seal, you know, post players to get position. And she is not always being rewarded for, for her work down there. And it's a process and Indiana's a young team and they have a new coach. There are a lot of factors that go into this, but I think that Mm -hmm. a lot of us have been frustrated for that exact reason, which is that Aaliyah is working so hard and never complains. And we just want to see her, you know, go 30 and 15 every night because she can do right. it. Right. And I, like you said, I, I think that definitely feeds into it because like you said, she, she's deserving. She, she works hard. She's a a star. And when you see somebody like that working, you, you want them to get that reward. And it just doesn't always happen. So yes, frustrations come out tenfold. <laughs> Completely. You're absolutely right. I have to i i totally agree with it and like i've been following the the discourse around obviously the fever mm-hmm. at large um i will say i grew up at playing the post a bit and i'm nowhere near mm-hmm. as talented as anybody else um but i remembered the frustrations from working hard and mm-hmm. getting and getting looked off from the top of the key um what the only the only devil's advocate i'm gonna play just because i think that that's what these sports media conversations have turned into right that it's turned into this debate culture and i I have to throw something the other way is i i do think that sometimes you can cherry pick and say like because posts across the league are working hard and not getting the ball enough and like entry passing is something on most teams that you can find fault with 
Um, and I think that there's a, a certain level of sympathy if you've been in that position and if you've, you know, been aware of keeping one foot in the post, one foot out and and fighting for, a, you know, a rescreen or, or two or three times to try to get right. the ball down low. Um, but the conversation at large is, yes, we need to find a way or the Fever need to find a way to get their best player involved, especially late in some of these games, because that's yeah. that's the difference and i know it's a young team and like owen said right new coach new system but like with young teams that's how you take that that next step and i thought we were seeing it last month i thought we were seeing it this is a regression we right were. yes it's just like y'all were doing so well and now it's just all backwards and i think a lot of the discourse i think people think well we want to leave a shoot the ball every time because you can always have 40 points just in that and that's not really the case, because if you look at Aaliyah's game, another thing that Aaliyah is very good at is passing. She's mm-hmm. very good at passing out of double teams. She's very good at passing out of triple teams. So if you give her the ball, she's good enough to make the right decision, because what they're going to do is they're going to collapse. So maybe if you would pass it to her, you could just trot down right to the lane for a layup. Maybe she could kick it out to this girl for the three. She makes the right decision. So I think in that discourse, it kind of gets lost that we just like, oh, we want Aaliyah to shoot. And absolutely not. She does a very good job of picking the shooting. She's a very good passer. So she, she's really like a quarterback from the middle of the floor. She's really good at that. So sometimes we just want her to get the ball. Like I've been saying, she makes it easier for everybody. If three people are collapsing on you, somebody's open, and she's very good at finding that. So it's not just we want her to score 80 points, you know? I think mm-hmm. that's also getting lost as well. I think something that I go back to with – the aces teams that had asia and liz together there was there were some issues with figuring out how to balance that high low and Mm -hmm. the fever i don't think have figured out that they could switch it up sometimes right they could have Aaliyah at the high post more because she had she found so much success because she sees the floor so well that mm-hmm. she could operate there, that you don't have to bury her in the post and surround her by nope. with three bodies. And Nalissa, like, trade off because Nalissa, her post moves, I was so impressed with her, obviously, watching her as a pro. But, like, at AU this year, I felt like that's where she kind of took a leap. Nalissa just yeah. said, like, I am the best player on the floor here. And she can do that. She could score from anywhere. And I think, yeah. like, use that, use that flexibility a little bit more yeah. because both of those players have that versatility. If both of them start hooping, that's gonna be hard to mess with. But we just they just gotta get everybody just gotta get on one page. It'll be you know, mm-hmm. they can they can make something shake for real. I I, I'm, I'm so glad you said the the thing about you know getting the ball into Aaliyah doesn't just mean that we want her to score because we know she's capable of that. But it's so true. It's like the way in which you score points is you force rotations and you gain advantages. Mm-hmm. And if Aaliyah has the ball and has this brilliant vision and, and mm-hmm. everyone's, you know, knows that she can't be guarded one-on-one, oh, somebody starts shading over, Nalissa cuts, boom, mm-hmm. it's her boom. instrument for the layup. I also boom. love, you know, let's go, let's go. I'm getting hype. I love how we have like a billion topics and we're, we're just going to talk about Aaliyah all podcast. <laughs> I mean, that works for me. Okay, no. <laughs> I, so I think this is the perfect spot for me to be the bad guy then and bring up the New York Liberty because I have to go to a recent tweet of yours. Uh, July 5th, you said the Liberty are not, <laughs> not a super team. <laughs> <laughs> you said the Liberty are not a super team. They have super First off, that's a bar. That's a bar. 
Stewie has been elite and it's not easy to show up on a team where everyone in that starting five has made an all-star game and to be head and shoulders above everyone else on that roster. Um, But yeah, I want to, we wanted to bring you on this podcast and say, defend this tweet. Tell us, tell us what you're thinking here. Oh yes. I stand on it. I said what I said. So the only people we can compare it to is the Aces, correct? I feel like on any given night, right, it can be literally KP just has been smoking. You know what I mean? It can literally be you just you genuinely never know when you're walking into that game what to do. You you know what I mean? Like you don't. You have mm-hmm. no clue. Do I stop this person, this person, this person? I don't think I don't think that the Liberty had that luxury. I think now are there games that Sabrina could get super, super hot? Absolutely. But it's still uh it's not consistent. Are there games that Benaja can go off? Sure, if they use that correctly. Are there games that JJ can go off? Sure, that game I went to in Atlanta, she was pooping. That's the best I've seen her play in a while. But she's not consistent. So it's just a Marine, she gets really hot sometimes, sometimes she's not. So they have just a lot of consistency issues. But the one that's constant is Suey. They have Superwoman. Suey is that girl. And I just think that's the difference between Vegas and uh and a liberty you know what i mean like you go into the vegas game you really just like y'all i don't know yeah i mean just you gotta kind of pray they have a bad game and we just gotta pick our poison essentially i don't think the liberty are there yet and then on top of that the liberty's defense i'm sorry now it's, it's so i bad. don't play for the team i don't play for the team <laughs> i know <laughs> you know i know but their defense is just so bad and i think that's well, another thing that is just like, you know, we don't really know who's going to step up today is a little streaky. We know through and through that the defense probably isn't going to be there. Um, sometimes the offensive rebound is, is good if JJ doing her big one that day, but sometimes it's not. So you just don't really have anything to really hang your hat on besides Sui Superwoman. I agree with almost all of that. Uh, I will say the one okay. name you did not mention uh, in terms of consistency is Courtney Vandersloot. And oh, my girl. She, yeah, cool. she, she, she has been tremendous. Um, and mm-hmm. I've just been more and more impressed with her basically every game, just the way she sees the floor, the way that the Liberty right now are on pace for the greatest assist per game. I wrote an article about mm-hmm. it. I'll plug myself. Uh, I wrote an article about <laughs> earlier this week that, and, and Sloot is in the middle of all of that. Um, but I totally agree with you that this hasn't all come together in the way that cohesively we thought it might and from the beginning of the season the liberty talked about the defensive end they said we could score we know we can score and they're second to the aces Mm -hmm. offensively Mm -hmm. but consistency has been an issue we're seeing Mm -hmm. these these just lapses that you don't see in vegas where you know you can go four or five minutes and it looks like they forget how to share the ball yeah and i think in contrast though to me how can I say this? I don't think, how can I say this? People, or even me, I don't think I would even let a tweet fly like that if we wouldn't have. So here's what it looks like from the outside looking in. This team is great, super team, super team, super team. They're going to be able to do this, this. And then it's a backtracking of, well, they're not really together yet. Well, this and this. And all those wells are very valid. So like, extremely valid. They haven't played together. It's a lot of new stuff. Everybody got to gotta learn each other, learn their role. But that's not how it was presented initially, right? It was, mm-hmm. oh, this bad, big, bad team, and Vegas, big, bad team. 
You know what I mean? So I think if it wasn't presented as that initially, and initially it was, okay, we do got some stuff, but in the end they can do this, I think that would be a, a different, you know what I mean? I would give it a different feel. Because Vegas, that, that is definitely a super team, but it was kind of built. They had three first-round picks. They kind of did it a little more organically, I would say. Mm-hmm. So it was a difference. And I just feel like maybe if it was presented a little differently, it wouldn't be as potent. You know what I mean? I totally agree. And I think that there's a a culture shift that happened in Vegas. But when you had that organic team built, Mm -hmm. you can do that because you're kind of learning together, right? When, when Becky, when Becky becomes the coach and says, you're all playing selfishly. And if you want to win a championship, you need to like take me out of it. Right. And just, and just make sure you're looking for everybody else. I'm not saying that Sandy Brondello hasn't done that because I think that she's actually done a good job in managing personalities because that's not easy who was the leader right was it the people that were there already is it the new people that are coming in and don't know anyone else but becky was able to say you all trust each other you all care about success you all have this common goal that you've built together now let me refocus you where i think that that's some of the chemistry so when you were talking about the issues defensively or with rebounding or consistency some of that i think might be reps um, but there, there are just times when the help defense is not where it needs to be, right? We There are issues with guarding the perimeter, but you still mm-hmm. have JJ and Stewie on the back line helping out. You still have Benajah, mm-hmm. who is playing at an all-W defense level, KT off the bench. KT. Yeah. They just don't have enough of that, I think. They don't have enough yeah. of – and I, I asked Sandy about it at practice yesterday. I said, last year, you had DD. Last year, you had Michaela, you had Sammy. Those are three players that will dive after every loose ball, every 50-50. And I think part of it is not that the Liberty have this mentality of we are a super team, we should be winning every night. But like, you need to still get after it. You need to get after those 50-50s. You need to make sure that you're boxing out because you're not going to win a lot of games like you did when you lost the the rebound battle last game by 18. It was 48-30. to and they gave up 15 offensive rebounds. That's hustle. That's heart. It's not fundamentals, right? These are, these are stars. They know what they're doing. JJ had a stretch where she was averaging over 10 rebounds for four straight. And now in her last four, she's averaging four rebounds a game. Yeah. Like girl, that can't like, no, man. Yeah. And and it's sometimes it's, are they not finding her enough offensively? And does that transfer defensively? I don't know. I hope not. And Sandy said that she hopes that does that doesn't affect her on the glass, right? Um, mm-hmm. But they they need to be. This this is not a team that when you are playing in the same league as the Las Vegas Aces, you can't just say we trust that we can turn it on, right? You need to be yeah. out there every night because that mm-hmm. is that that's the that's the throne right there. You can see that they are on this record pace. And I'm about to hand it off to Owens that we can start talking about that record pace because otherwise I'm going to get stuck in the quicksand here forever. (laughs) Um, But like that, you already know what you have to do, what the level has to be. And I think that's the big transition for the Liberty because this is not a year where you can feel it out and the championship is up for grabs. Well, so here's the thing. I'm going to, I'm going to use this to gloat for a second because it is beautiful being an Asia Wilson fan being a, an Aces fan right now, I'm not going to pretend to be unbiased. Um, you all, you all know me. 
but it's the poetry of it is kind of fitting, right? Like for years, I remember so distinctly back in 2020, and we're all tweeting about how Asia needs help. She is on this team. And it's not really the same as this Liberty team, because obviously Stewie has tons of help on this Liberty team. But what we are seeing is now the Aces, as you said, Lolo, have they've been built over years and years yeah. and years. Uh-huh. Plum and Jackie and Asia. And let's throw Dierica in there because she was a huge part of, of that championship last year. Absolutely. They know each other's games inside and out. And then the two people who you throw into this new starting lineup, oh, just Chelsea Gray and Candace Parker, two of the greatest passers ever who can kind of figure out how to play with anyone. So now you have a team that has been built over years and years and years with this vision, long-term vision, built around the superstar two-time MVP that is Asia Wilson. And we're seeing that, you know, borne out on the floor where the aces don't really need a feel it out period. Like they are just boom, hundred miles per hour from the go. Whereas Stewie, as you said, is superwoman and the numbers bear this out. Her numbers are as good as ever, but the team is not where the aces are. So I guess, I guess that kind of, you know, leads me into a question which you can take any direction you want, which is just what impresses you most about this historic pace that Vegas is on. I literally y'all like, I sometimes sit and watch their games and my jaw like drops. Like, I just like, I'd be like, what is this? Like, what do we do? Like, (laughs) What is going on? Like, what? That's all I can say sometimes. Like, I, and I'm never speechless, y'all. I promise you. But sometimes <laughs> I watch and I am speechless because I'm just like, what is this? Like, at Chelsea Gray, are you kidding me? Like, her past is something. I'm just like, girl. Like, girl, what are you doing? And then, oh, my God, y'all. Then just all of it. And then Becky in that clipboard and the way that she just, and she never looks famous because she like, Either they're gonna figure it out or they're not. We'll be good next time, girl. And then you got <laughs> Alicia Clark. Alicia Clark, who I think is just a masterful addition, coming mm-hmm. in doing her thing. Like, um, Kia Stokes, let me tell you, it might have took some time, but Kia Stokes is here. She plays her role phenomenally. Like, Kia Stokes is it. Sometimes I'd be like, put Kia in, put Kia in. When have I ever said that? You know? Like, <laughs> KB. It's coming into her own. I just be looking at all y'all. Like, I just be like, what is this? That's all I can say sometimes. I just be in awe. What impressed me most is just the fluidity, how you can tell that they really don't care who gets married. It, you know, like, Asia, whoever, like, girl, you hitting? Boom, you can have a girl shoot. The way that Jackie has come into her own and is killing it, like, I just be in awe, y'all. That's all I can say. I just be shocked in awe every time. It's just like a, it's like a, it feels like a blessing every time we're like, we get to watch this 40 times a season and then playoffs. I just, every time they're on, I'm just like, I'm so lucky to be watching this. It's so fun to watch. Yeah. It's, it's, man, it's, that's different. I don't know. That's, it's crazy. It's just a beautiful, it's, really. it's a beautiful brand of basketball. Mm-hmm. It is. I'm going to move us on because I, <laughs> have control to do that after I made you talk about the Liberty for 10 minutes. And, and I was like, okay, that's enough about how good the aces are. I hear it every day. Every time I call Owen. Classic, um, classic miles. <laughs> I I want to talk about Ryan Howard 
because oh, she is <laughs> on an absolute heater, right? The day after finding yeah. out she didn't make the all-star roster, Ryan went off. Right up. Yep. 43 points on 70% shooting, which was the second most in Atlanta Dream history. The four games in this stretch since not making the all-star team. Do we want to say snub? I think we could say snub. 26.8 points a night on 57, 46, 87 splits. And her back and forth the other day with Ka in Atlanta's dream in Atlanta's win over Chicago the other night was probably one of the most fun matchups I've watched all year long. So yeah, that's the, that's the yeah. question. What well, Ryan? What's that up with girl. Ryan? <laughs> Ryan, that girl, her. She had to remind the girls like, I'm here. Like she did. Like kind of in the first in the first few games, she kind of I don't want to say faded to the background, but I think if I'm being honest. She's never played with a player like Alicia Gray, who is really, really good. Just saying. So I think she had to figure that figure that out a little bit and how they could work together. And now she is absolutely cool. I feel like she, she, yeah, she she felt some type of way about that no all star thing, and she turned it up after that. She said, "Y'all, I'm gonna make y'all feel me," and she has been doing that ever since. Like I just, and then she, the funny thing to me about her is she's she's a little more quiet, but her mannerisms on the court, like she'll laugh or something. I like look mm-hmm. at you in the face, like you sure? And that is funny to me. Like I think that is hilarious. I like watching her play is a joy. She she's really really good. She's really good. The the fact that we can turn around from where this franchise is at in 2020 to have the best vibes in the WNBA, yes. it yes. it just top to bottom, top to bottom. But like, yeah, that's when. Here's an example of where you can talk about. It took a little while for the on-court chemistry mm-hmm. to mesh, but you can tell that Alicia and Ryan and Cheyenne and everyone, like that the the want was there, that they like each other <laughs> off the court, mm-hmm. and that it's gonna yeah. translate, that there's trust building. And yep. it, it's really, you know, kind of validating and vindicating to to go into that saying, like, yeah, it might it might take a minute, but this roster is complements each other really well and these people complement yeah. each other really well too yes i think alicia and ryan is like the perfect duo i don't know i got the perfect duo <laughs> it, it really is it's like it's like it makes so much sense on paper and it took <laughs> six seven games whatever and then and let's shout out Haley jones too who's coming into her own oh, who's yes. mm-hmm. yes. you know figuring it out um yes. it's a fun team it is great fun in the games the vibes oh my god the vibes in the the games are top tier like I love going to the game. I I okay. need to we need to we need to hit up B and uh we need to find a weekend to go to a dream game because I've never yeah. been, but fun. I need to Always go to the game. Oh. I, I went it's down fun. to a game I went down to a game there, I think twenty twenty one. So they were still kind of transitioning a little bit there. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's that tough spot where I think some W teams get into this area where it's like it's a small arena but they pack mm-hmm. it out and then it gets so yeah. loud and you're like, I don't know. I don't know if we want to lose this environment. Right. Because like we want, right. we want more people here, but like this is home court advantage. This is yes. this, this feels like a party that I'm at. And I'm just like, I, I, I don't know if you want to keep how much you could exponentially keep building that out before you lose some of that. Right. But right now it, it seems like such a great time. Yeah. And it's not a bad seat in the house. You can sit anywhere and it's like, it's great. 
Mm-hmm. And I was at those Liberty Westchester days where the, you know, there were about as many seats. And I can tell you, even though there's not a bad seat in the house, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to bring those, those kind of great feels with it. Um, right. So, so yeah, I'm loving what they're doing in Atlanta. And I think just because I want to see the W grow as a whole, I want to mm-hmm. eventually see them kind of upgrade, but it's not like you can just tear up and say, I want to go into a 6,000 person arena. Right. I want to go into an eight. Like, it. like it's right. kind of, you got to be like, I'm ready for, you know, 15 right now or not at all. Right. So again, I wanted to pivot here and load. I wanted to talk about your journey into covering hoops. So I think it starts with from the beginning. At what age did you fall in love with basketball and what was that uh, and how did that kind of grow into where you are now? Well, when I well, at first I started playing rec league like when I was like five. I never wanted to, I wanted to play soccer, but my mom was like, girl, we are not doing outside, you're gonna play basketball. So <laughs> play basketball. I have a twin brother too. So he played with me and I hated basketball. Like I hated it. I was on the court doing cartwheels and stuff. And I would be, I was scared of the buzzer and I would run off every time crying. Embarrassing, right? And then like somewhere between sixth grade, I just really started to really love the game. I um wasn't I was decent. Like I was an athlete. I didn't really have much training, but uh I realized, you know, it wasn't gonna go far playing, which is fine. Everybody can't do that. I'm not even that tall or whatever. <laughs> I'm a really should have focused on track to be honest. But anywho, um then, like, I just couldn't let it go. I had to watch every game. I was dissecting everything. I wanted to talk about everything. I just, I just, that's my dog. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> good. I just, I just, you know, I just couldn't stop. Went to grad school. Um, started, you know, interning out of place. I've always been tweeting about winning soup. So just tweeting about it, I kind of, um, you know, made a following that. Intentionally just tweeting basketball. This is what I did. Um, and then Gamecock fan base on Twitter is really big, so that helped. Um, then one day, Michael said he's starting this thing. The committee was going to do this, this, that, and the third. I said, I'll bet, sign me up. I don't need no details. That's not like me. I'm there. And since then, it's just grown. So it wasn't all, it wasn't intentional, but it just kind of something that I've grown. I guess people like to hear me talk. I like to hear what I'm talking about, and that's kind of how it happened. And here I am, really. This just kind of an organic growth until me realizing like, hey, like maybe I should put some effort in this. Like what if I make videos talking about this? Or what if I do this and this? And that's really just how it happened. It wasn't really intentional. I just kind of fell into it. It was from literally a passion and a love for basketball. I I love it so much. And cut to to now, and we're going to plug this event, which is so awesome. And I'm so jealous that I cannot be in Las Vegas on Friday and Saturday. But the committee is hosting an event, Ladies First, celebrating Black women in sports on Friday in Vegas from 3 to 7 p.m. And I I wanted to, well, first off, do, do we know, do we have a specific location we can tell people to, to go if they're there? Do we know? Oh, yeah. It's, it's right near the, um, right near where the three-point contest and stuff will be. So it's really, really close. They can find us. I don't know the exact location, but Amazing. it's really, really close. So they can find us. Amazing. Well, I I wanted to use that to just kind of ask because, you know, 
in the women's basketball space, I think we're seeing a lot and we have always seen, there are a lot of people preaching diversity and not backing it up in terms of celebrating black women in sports with the same passion and consistency that they are celebrating white players. And so I'm curious if you could take us through just some of the conversations that you guys had in terms of why it was so important for you to start the committee and start this journey. Oh yeah, of course. So we just, um, just, just, I think all of us separately were seeing things which kind of made us come together, just the coverage and how just everybody's stories weren't told and if they were told, they were told in a certain way and it had to look a certain way and it wasn't like a necessarily like a, a for us, by us type thing. So in that, as much as you can try, it's just maybe like a little culture piece. It's just missing. Not in, not always intentionally. Sometimes it absolutely is. I'm just going to say that. But sometimes you just miss that culture piece because this is not an understood language. You know what I mean? So I feel like we just really wanted to tap in and just make sure we added that nuance to the conversation because as much as people say, oh, that kind of doesn't matter, it kind of does. You know what I mean? And I know for me specifically, I pride myself on being right at the intersection of culture and basketball, but also just intersectionality with Black women and if we need to add on the intersection of sexuality as well, because it all plays a part in everything. And I just don't want that to be lost because if it's lost, you know, sometimes when we see awards, it's, oh, well, this person had this, so that means they're just automatically Black and white, they're better. You know what I mean? But sometimes if we lose those nuances or somebody's not here telling us, it's hard, it's easy to overlook, you know? So I just think for me and the committee, we just are very big at pushing that nuance and making sure people don't forget. And some people get annoyed and some people say, oh, it's this, oh, it's that. But they can say whatever they want to say because to me, it's, it's just important. It can't be forgotten. It's it's incredibly important because I think for a sport with the demographics of the W being 80% Black women, to not have that representation on the media side, and I, with total self-awareness that you came onto a podcast with two straight white dudes, and to understand that that, and, but it's something that we are kind of actively, it's a conversation that you need to always be having mm -hmm. and always be aware of, because mm -hmm. otherwise I think you can be contributing, or we could be contributing to that, that issue and those inequities that exist, not just obviously in the WNBA, but across right. sports totally across, across the, the world. world yeah across yes. the world um it has there been a favorite interaction because you guys have gotten to talk to some really cool people some coaches mm -hmm. like just lots of great people around the the mm -hmm. women's basketball space do you have a favorite either moment or interview that you guys have done with a committee i'm gonna say for me personally it will have to be donna johnson so Donna Johnson, she came to Spaces to kind of talk, kind of chat with us a little bit. Um, and this is when she was in her first year at North Carolina State. Um, and from that, me and her, like, just talking to her on Spaces, we kind of connected, followed each other. And we just were kind of in, you know, if she did something, I'm always repeating our DM and say, hey, you know, good job. And it's just, just building a relationship organically. Um, and seeing her journey and because of that she reached out to me and allowed me to do something very special for her I was not even of course when I saw she was back in the transfer court I'm like oh okay what's going of course I wanted to know but for when I did the story with her in the video she and her camp they reached out to me I didn't go 
say, hey, let me do this, hey, let me do that, because I feel like that's that's kind of community itself. I'm never gonna jump down your throat, you know? But her partner can't reach out to me and say, Hey Lo, we want you to do this. Like we want you to be the one to help her tell her story, tell that she's going to an HBCU kind of shake stuff up because that's different. So I think that overall would be kind of my win and my favorite thing because for her to reach out to me to be able to do something that important to her, that important to the culture of women's basketball, like a top point guard going to an HBCU, that that to me, that's that's the overall winner for me. That's incredible. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I I I can't believe I forgot breaking news reporter. In the, <laughs> I mean, come on, that was that was so beautiful. And it's true, like you know, building that trust. I think that's really important. It goes mm-hmm. both ways, not just for who we are creating content for the fans, but also for the players to feel mm-hmm. like they can trust who they're talking to. I think that's yep. like something that a lot of people do not understand in mm-hmm. this, you know, all this discussion about locker room access and stuff that we were having before the season is that the trust needs to go both ways. And and we as media uh, need to bear the brunt of that because it is a privilege to cover this league. So I think that seeing that relationship grow and you building that trust to the point where she would reach out and say, I, I would love came to that. Charlotte. Came, she came to Charlotte. Wow. Know, I was, and I, and that's just, I'll never like, I'll never be able to thank her enough for that. Oh, that's that's beautiful. We could we could talk all day. We're going so long. I would love to do another three hours, but uh, <laughs> people, you know, people have things to do with their days. So All Star Weekend coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. We want to just close with some kind of quick rapid fire uh, questions here. So there's five first time All Stars uh, mm-hmm. who will be playing on Saturday. We've talked about many of them. We've got Big Al, aka Gold Medal Beach. <laughs> We've got Cheyenne Parker, her new teammate. We've got, obviously, Aaliyah Boston, national champion. Uh, we got Kelsey Mitchell. We have Ezzy Magbagor. Uh, an awesome group of five first-time mm-hmm. All-Stars. Who are you most excited to see hoop this weekend of those five? Uh, I'm going to have to go Big Al and Aaliyah. But I will say this. I'm very interested to see Ezzy throw some shots, throw some into the stands. And... <laughs> At the beginning of the season, uh, the committee did like a top 27 countdown about different players. Kelsey Mitchell was one of the players, and I made the statement like, let's chat. Why has Kelsey Mitchell never been an all-star? So I'm really mm-hmm. glad that she got this perspective. I'm kind of excited for all of them. That's been my biggest takeaway in doing some all-star prep is every time I see that this is the first time that Kelsey Mitchell's an all-star. And it's like, how? Mm-hmm. I don't know that this mm-hmm. is... Uh, I, I don't even know that this is the best season she's had in the last four years or right. so. Right. But like, she's incredibly deserving. But I'm like, why is this? Why, why now? now? Why yeah. now? Yeah. I know we don't have the roster set. So you're going to have to use your imagination here. But who do you think is winning the three point contest? We don't know who's participating, but mm-hmm. think it's probably, they usually just come from the all star player pool. So. Who do you think uh, is going to take home the Allie Quigley trophy for this season? I have no clue because I wanted it to be Carly, but I have my girl hurt and she's not going to be there, but I wish it was her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. All of them, like, and Enrique can get hot. I don't I don't know Jewel, what Jewel got going on right now, but she can get hot. Okay. I feel like maybe, I'm going to say KP because she has to redeem herself because she did terrible <laughs> last year. So I'm going to go with KP. <laughs> And a redemption story. That's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Casey. Was it? Did Asia say that she could build a house with all the bricks that she <laughs> shot last year? 
<laughs> I like it. I uh, I I feel like I I can say this. Um, I did after Liberty practice yesterday see them setting up racks for Sabrina, um, to practice a little bit. So that is she can one person. Well get hot too. So that's she's one like, person. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, all of them can get hot. You never know with them, like. I mean, Sabrina's had an entire season of shooting open corner, open corner threes, open threes from the wing. So she's been practicing all year long. That's true. That's true. So it's going to be a movie, I think. Because I have no clue. How about um, All-Star Game MVP? Because Kelsey did redeem herself pretty immediately last year, right? After that three-point showing, she did come out. And not only that, but she also redeemed herself from that uh, ankle breaker that she was on the receiving end of in the first half to come out right. and win that all-star game MVP. Who do you got taking it this time? This is just the same, more the same. I think once again, I'm going to redemption. Oh, it could be anybody. I can see an Enrique because she's really flashy. I can see a Kelsey because she can get going, but I'm going to have to go with the redemption story again. I'm going to have to get a girl. I'm going to have to take Kelsey Gray. She didn't make it last year. She was frustrated. So she's going to come in this year with a chip on her shoulder. She's going to be passing with her eyes closed behind her head, shooting from the four-point spot. I'm going to have to leave with Chelsea Gray. That's such a good prediction because if, if you look at some of the passes that Chelsea Gray has the the audacity to to try <laughs> in, in right. games that matter, like what is she going to be trying in a game? Right. You know? It's gonna be She's ridiculous. gonna close her eyes and lob it. Like I'm <laughs> Well, okay. So speaking of the the meaningful stuff, uh, the final two here again, putting you on the spot. We've got, uh, you know, who do you have as the regular season MVP? Melissa Thomas. Ooh, I love this because we didn't talk about AT. Yeah, and I think at the beginning of the season, I did my predictions, and my prediction for MVP was not Asia or Stewie, it was going to be somebody new. And I think it's Alyssa Thomas is the lead, to be honest. So I love, I love the AT pick. The only time I'm going to try to use, uh, push my agenda and use your own words against you is if you're saying that that is not a super team, but a super woman. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I, obviously we got a long way to go. We got a long way to go. Yeah. I mean, if there's anyone, if there's anyone who's you know not on a super team anymore, but is a super woman, is At. I mean, she 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 just does everything. Yeah. Now, I, Stewie, I, so the race is to me still At Stu and Asia. Sorry, that like that's the race, but yeah. I just think At. I don't know. At just triple doubles. She's literally just been because, like you said, even though I do think that Stewie is super woman, she's definitely carrying people. At carrying. Mm-hmm. girl to a lot as well so i can I see ap like but all of those are my top three and De- also Dewana found the fountain of youth Dewana oh, yeah. is having yes. a season what? <laughs> yes she has she got her groove at silly and she been out there hooping. i guess she was tired of the talk about being too old but she is out there <laughs> <laughs> not hanging it up anytime soon oh man oh man <laughs> All right, and then final one. I I am Chelsea Gray. I'm dribbling. I'm throwing the lob. Who is going to win the title, the 2023 title? Las Vegas Aces. Boom. Asia Wilson completes the completes the alley <laughs> First back to back in two decades. Yes. So I think 
as good as I think Connecticut can be, as good as I think um, the Liberty can be, as good as I think Washington can be, even I'm gonna throw Dallas in there too. I think I don't beating right now, beating Vegas in a series just doesn't seem. I, I don't see it. You know what I mean? Like a one game, yes, absolutely. But I can't see nobody beating in a series. It, it took Dallas, like it took Vegas, really going through a couple of really abnormal scoring droughts mm-hmm. to to lose a game by two points to Dallas, who just dominated, <laughs> completely dominated on the boards mm-hmm. in that game too. So like my, everything had to go right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's an Emma girl threw away the ball three times late game. But you know what? It's okay. She was going through something. So I'm I'm gonna give my girl a pass. But she did turn the ball over three times. I mean she passed it to the wrong team three times late in that game. But I'm that's my girl. I'm standing beside her. When you when you've got like a ninety percent winning percentage, you can you can swallow that up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you're right. It takes it takes you know like you have to not only they got to be off, and you got to be your big one to to win. Like you said, they were off, and they won by two. You know, and they were doing that thing. So you really gotta you gotta put something together. So it's just hard for me to see somebody beating them in the series. Now somebody, yeah. Yeah. You gotta beat them. You gotta beat them three times in five games, and they have not lost three times, and we're halfway through the season. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Well, Lo, this has been such a blast. Uh, we appreciate you so much for coming on, and I also just wanted to say, you know, it, it, I, I wanted to thank you for everything you do in this space. And when I was coming into the media space um, in the WNBA in 2020. You were just immediately so welcoming and and have taught me so much uh, about the game and and just about this space. So I really just wanted to sincerely thank you both for today, but just just for everything that you do. And I want to just echo all of that, too, because it's just everything that you bring to the game. And now multiple days a week, you have me listen to spaces. Uh, It just teaches me so much. And I've got, as we all do, just like a deep love and deeply support this game and you are a big part of that for me too thank y'all don't don't let me cry now (laughs) (laughs) and and let's let's uh let's do it go to the big low store all right we've got the url for you so get your get your pens open the notes app uh you can also find this uh link on lowe's twitter which we'll be tweeting out all throughout the next you know handful of days uh but go to www dot link dot com slash big low underscore that's four g's b-i-g-g-g-g-l-o underscore to to get some some awesome hats awesome shirts um and yeah go support thank you so much y'all thanks love great thanks love